0: From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode five hundred and eighty-eight. Today's show is brought to you by Pen Chalet and Retro 51. My name is Mike Hurley. I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad.
1: Hey Mike, how are you today?
0: Oh, I'm good. Happy November to you. Can you believe it?
1: No, no. Under no circumstances do I believe this we are currently in November.
0: Barreling towards the holidays. You know?
1: I like completely not ready, completely Unprepared, completely mm-hmm. aghast mm-hmm. that the end of the year is mm-hmm. a mere 60 or so days away. I, it does not make sense in my head. Yep, yep, Um And yet here we are. I have here no choice but to are. live the reality that we're in.
0: Mm-hmm. This is that <laughs> reality.
1: Yeah, and I had no choice but to live in Platinum Chokuro's reality. Correct. Um, this past month. Um, if you... Are familiar with our past discussions on Chokuro. Chokuro. Um this is the blackest black ink. We've mentioned this when it dropped from Platinum, then it was kind of delayed and it finally came out like in the summertime and people started getting their hands on it and reviews started coming out and then it was sold out real quick and I waited to get my hands on one because I wasn't like totally jazzed about this whole mm-hmm. thing. So the idea behind this ink, just to recap, because we're going to talk about my review. So I finally yep. spent some like quality time with it because that that's what I wanted to do for this ink. As opposed, it needed to, it. Yeah, as opposed to a standard ink, this is this is a special ink in in many ways. So this is not only the platinum's words, the blackest black. Fountain pen ink to be used in fountain pens. It's a very aggressive, pigmented ink, right? Like yep. they, you know, the joke when we when it first came out was that you could only clean it with, with distilled water, and they would actually sell you like a little vial of distilled water to clean your pens with, and things like that. Um, those initial kits weren't available anymore. Now it's just available in the bottle, but it's it's. It's a tough sell for regular fountain pen users, right? Because I think a lot of people would prefer to use, hey, you know, we always get a question, what's the blackest fountain pen ink I can use? And there's a few answers to that, you know, like Aurora Black is a very common one or Platinum Zone Carbon Black, which is pigmented ink. Um, I'll get into all those differences here in a minute, but Chokuro is a little bit different in that it's... I I call it an aggressive ink, right? And aggressive being an ink you really need to monitor when you're using it. Mm -hmm. So it's really close in color to like an India ink, which you would never use in a fountain pen because it does not flow properly. It gums up the works in a fountain pen. But artists, for example, love India ink because of the rich black lines and the waterproofness, right? So Platinum tried to make this ink that you could actually use in a fountain pen that kind of had those properties. And I will say, without question, it's the blackest ink I've ever used. And I don't have all the black inks, nor have I tested all the black inks. But I think it's a consensus among anyone who's reviewed it, anyone who's used it, without question, it is the blackest ink you can use.
0: The images but, are really surprising to me. Like mm-hmm. it has that like vanta black property in in a sense of like it just doesn't it just doesn't look right.
1: Yeah. So the idea with vanta black, and we should probably put a link in the show notes to so people understand when we mention this. It essentially is designed to absorb all light, right? Yeah. So there's no reflection off of this. It looks just like a matte blob on there it's almost like a black hole like you could reach into the page and this this ink kind of comes off that way right like i haven't seen vanta black in person but the pictures uh it it's it's just kind of not creepy but it's like yeah it's you can tell it's different right
0: and well, i tried like, like from my, the images that, that are on your website right the pictures <clears throat> that you took like i feel like where you did the swatching right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of all of the other inks you can see like a variance between the bu- the left and right line, you know, or yeah. like between mm-hmm. each line that you're doing. But yes. in Churakuro, it just looks like a absolute perfect black mark. Like, yeah, it doesn't look like you went like back, forward, back, forward, like as you're doing yes. the swatch. That that was the thing that surprised me. was like the consistency of the mm-hmm. color is kind of kind of wild.
1: It is. It, it is. It was really wild to use. Um, and to see the results on the page and I tried like like you know the f- photography is only as as good as I can do and you know I tried not to edit them too much but I still think you can tell in just in the image on the site that that's pretty clearly the the blackest yep. angle on the page and like if I took the names off of yes the cards you would go oh that's clearly yeah it. like it's it's to me it's it's not particularly close right even though there's a bunch of black inks on the page, it's very clear which one is Chokuro. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yes, black is black ink, sure. Yeah, you, you get that um, platinum. But can you use it, right? It's like, can regular, everyday fountain pen users use it? And I think that's really the question that most people care about, mm-hmm. right? Some people, you know, if you're mostly a black ink user, you have your favorites and... You know, you just kind of stick with that. Is this an option? And I actually think it's a maybe, which I think is a positive answer. And I was thinking it was going to be a no, right? My my idea uh, going into this in in reviewing Chokuro that it is it was going to be too too aggressive to use regularly in a fountain pen right it was going to not perform well through a feed and a nib especially over any length of time past a day you know or the initial inking of it Uh. or the initial using of it it was going to stain the barrels like when you have to go clean it out and i'm happy to report that it behaved shockingly well um i did i i filled up two pens so uh, based on your your tip, which I thought was wonderful, I used the Twisby Go to fill up cool. um, Chokuro with an, an extra fine steel nib. And then I wanted a broader nib to use just to see the differences between just like a very fine nib and something a little bit wider. So I had a medium uh, Novelure nib, and it's called the uh, Original Plus. It's just the basic demonstrator that they sell. And I also wanted two clear pens so i could see later, you know, when i was done with this review, how they would clean out, right? If it stained the barrel, if it got stuck in the feed, if it took extra work to clean, right? That's an important factor because a lot of listeners who use more aggressive inks, you know, your shimmers, your heavy sheeners, your iron iron gall or pigment inks are used to the maintenance routine that's required to have that little bit of extra in your pens right so you know with a shimmer ink you want to make sure you can kind of disassemble whatever pen you're using to make sure you get it completely clean Yep. with a pigment and or iron gall ink you want to make sure the same way so you can like rinse out the barrel so it doesn't stain so i kept these pens inked up for about a month before cleaning and i I thought i wasn't going to go like six months or do some crazy thing like yeah, I wasn't. It's I wasn't really gonna send it over to flawless. you, and then like the next time I see you, we would clean it out. But I have to say, after just a month of very little use in between, that they cleaned out flawlessly. It was just like I was cleaning
0: out like pilot black from them. So it was what's going on simple. here then? Like, why are they being so, so, like scaremongery with it?
1: I think there is a degree of care that is needed because okay. I you one of the things you'll notice if you're if you've ever used a pigmented ink, when you go to clean a pigmented ink, the ink residue in the water is a little bit stringier. Right? And you can tell the difference between just the standard dye-based ink and water. It just makes the water look like Kool-Aid where the pigmented inks you can almost see the particles in there right so there's a little bit of a difference there's a
0: solid like you can see a kind of solid in the in the liquid
1: yeah so you can see that and then that in turn due to how it is manufactured and made it's going to be a little bit rougher on your internals of your pens so i think they're just being overly careful about this and i think that's fair um, I did not use distilled water to clean my pens. I wanted to do, I wanted to just use tap water because I figured that's what ninety-nine percent of the people are going to use, and, and it cleaned out fine. The only issue I did mention one issue I had. I have a Kakamori dip nib, mm-hmm. which is has these little grooves in it, and I did find if I didn't clean that off right away, the ink would kind of stick to the the grooves in there. So I had to do a little extra cleaning. So that like that, that was that
0: different. To to what you've seen in the past, like with different products,
1: yes, nothing else, none of the other standard inks. You would just kind of like wipe them off and it would be clean. This would would get the black, would kind of stick in the grooves a little bit. So, um, writing performance between the extra fine nib and the medium nib, there was a difference. My extra fine nib was very inconsistent, and I think that's a little bit of the behavior of this type of ink being pigmented and maybe a little bit drier or drying a little bit quicker when it hits the air, like on the tip of the nib. I, I My yeah. extra fine nib was very inconsistent, whether I I used it when I just inked it up, I used it after sitting for a day, I used it after sitting for a week, and I used it after sitting for a month or for 20 days. And it wrote exactly the same every time in that it was inconsistent, right? It didn't matter. Like my 20 days later performance was exactly as my initially inked performance. It It didn't seem to like the extra fine nib. The medium nib on the other hand was glorious. Like mm. it worked every time I uncapped the pen and I was worried it would have some of that kind of dryness in the nib or hard starts, skipping things like that, railroading and it just worked flawlessly every time, you know, I haven't used every pen and ink combination. I mean, every nib and feed combination with this ink, obviously, you know, it's limited to these two that I chose and, the medium works spectacular in this normal. Right. So um I did quickly test the waterproofness and it's clearly waterproof just like the other pigment inks I tested in platinum carbon black and sailor nano black, you know, that's works as expected, you know. An, an artist is going to know better than me, you know, when they're using this black ink as a as a underlayer with watercolor washes and things like that. I won't profess to to know that and how well that's going to handle you know that type of ink or that type of water or wash um and the the last comment i wanted to make was when i put the post up on instagram that my review was live the people in the comments universally praised this ink for how easy it was to use which shocked me
0: well i guess it's it's that's coming from a different space, though, right? It's like mm-hmm. easy to use compared to what people believed, right? Like, and, and yeah, that that it, this isn't an ink that's easier to use than regular inks, right? Like, right? It's there's still going to be some asterisks, as you mentioned, but I think we've been talking about mm-hmm. this. Obviously, Pilot is so focused on it that like this platinum, ink is a platinum. Uh, platinum. Sorry, this ink mm-hmm. maybe Pilot too. I don't know. Maybe they don't like it that, that this <laughs> ink is so particular and difficult that like mm. it puts that thought in your mind and then when it works basically regularly you're like oh this is this is a dream it's like it's true it's actually just working as it should um, but it is interesting to me I wanted to ask a question about you saying the fine and the medium and this might be a mm-hmm. stupid question but I'll mm-hmm. ask it anyway mm-hmm. do you think the fineness of a nib would make it so that less ink would flow? through than a medium and broad so like that that way the particles might be getting stuck. Yeah, I mean it, it's possible,
1: right It still has to so the the way the capillary action works and the ink is drawn down the feed it really the ink should sit under the nib on top of the feed and then that's what goes down the tines to the point of the nib. So I would expect it to flow okay but the actual tipping and the actual tip when the tip hits the page mm. it was never flowing as well like i would still think it would be able to draw from a similar pool of ink if that makes any sense at all um for those who, who don't know how this works uh-huh. so like the the ink is actually being drawn from around where think about where like your breather hole is on the fountain pen nib mm-hmm under that area of the nib and on top of the feed, literally like between the nib and the feed is where a lot of this ink is kind of stored before you write with it. So I wouldn't think it would make too much of a difference. I would expect better flow from an extra fine nib than I got. So I don't think that's completely the issue.
0: I'm just trying to work out why a a fine is, is doesn't give you as good results and a medium is perfect. You know what I mean? Like it's gotta be a reason
1: it's this fine and this medium right like i've not like i didn't explore more like could i have gotten another nib fine nib tested it and be perfect like if i grabbed like a pilot fine nib or a pilot extra fine nib what would my experience have been like you know that might have been a good test right mm. it could have just been this nib and feed the way this worked versus the medium nib and feed and how it worked and how it was capped and everything like that so there's a billion little variables okay where it might just not be hey it doesn't work well in extra fine um it just could be my setup and i didn't uh explore it that much okay so no i but i think that's a good question right you're gonna uh, get yeah it's you get less ink on the page but i think the delivery of the ink should be reasonably the same so I don't okay. know if I'm explaining that right, and if it, anyone's understanding what I'm trying to, to I get I know across, what you're but, saying.
0: The, the, it yeah. passing through the system should be the same. And it should be similar. Yeah. Yes. But so there's something going on with like, why is the ink? Because it's not like,
1: yeah. so 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 it could be, it's
0: not like on a medium, the tines are larger. Right. Right. Or like, right. you know, like the split in the tines. Right, right. Just the
1: the part that touches the page is yeah. wider. So it, it's it's allowing it does allow more ink to flow down, right? Because yeah. it has to put more on the page to fill that to you know surround that tipping so it's out on the page. But if I, you I are planning
0: to do more testing with this, mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. that would be a thing. Like, yeah, I would does actually it get to work with different with different um, nib. Sizes on, a, on yeah. a kind of like a I would
1: go thing, yeah. my next test I will go straight to something even finer than yeah. like a s- steel Yovo extra yep. fine I would go to like yep. I would find one of my Japanese extra fine steel nibs and and see how that worked and then I'd probably try like a one point five millimeter stub we would we would continue to like extend the range
0: I think that would answer the question to be honest mm-hmm. right like if you yeah, went straight to extra fine like, yeah
1: yeah I'll probably do that I'll probably do that because. I think you can use this ink, right? Like I'm not yeah. scared of it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm pretty open to what inks I use. And like, I like iron golly inks don't bother me. Pigmented inks don't bother me. Some people won't touch them with a 10 foot pole. That's completely fair. And I get it. Um, but I am happy with this ink where before using it, I was very tentative on was Like, Oh, is this just going to destroy everything it touches? And, it's pretty good. Like, it's okay. Like, you know, your mileage may vary. You definitely need to take care. Just like anytime we talk about iron gall or pigmented inks or shimmer inks, you know, you need to, um, perform proper pen maintenance. Yep. Um, but if, as long as you're paying attention, attention to this, I wouldn't have any issue using it. You know, I'm not going to put it in like my most rare, expensive, delicate pens or anything like that. But as for a uh, an ink like this that is literally the blackest black ink we've been able to use through a fountain pen I would use it I think I am going to ink up an extra fine pen an extra fine Japanese steel nib with it and see how it goes
0: because realistically this is like if you like want a black ink I mean this is like the best one <laughs> in a very simplistic term like, right. this is so the here's... blackest ink like what do you want you know what I mean It's the so blackest. here's the
1: thing Here's the thing and how I always like consider like the ending of my reviews is less whether I like it or not, but would I recommend it to people? Yep. And there's just the, like this one has a list of caveats, <laughs> right? But I I would recommend it to people, yep. you know, if you minded uh, if you minded some rule set like around your, your I have
0: case. the perfect use case for this ink and why people mm-hmm. would consider it. You mm-hmm. know, like you fill in forms a lot yeah. and they're like, you have mm-hmm. to use a black rollerball or a black mm-hmm. ballpoint, mm-hmm. is because they want like a dark consistency of a line. Like th- yeah. your ink samples, it looks like you wrote this with a rollerball. Like it's so mm-hmm. black, like in a way that yeah. I feel is abnormal for fountain pen ink. Like it looks so dark that I feel yeah. like you could use it to fill in forms and stuff.
1: So that's the thing. And, and one thing I didn't test, and what you're explaining is a lot of times, if you look at some of the lighter inks, as soon as you go over part of the, first line that you lay down with a second line and there's some overlap that overlap section is darker mm-hmm. whereas with chokuro the initial line is as a dark as dark as if i put five more lines over yep. the top of it yep and that's-, that's
0: pretty cool
1: yeah yeah like your initial lines are like as dark as it's going to be which is hmm. interesting to think about
0: i think i wanted to think
1: yeah. I, yeah, I thought I was going to be like a one and done yeah. by the time I got through with this and I actually think I will ink it up in in something else just to continue testing it out. Um it's it's compelling. And, you know, again, not for everyone, but I I do think it's compelling.
0: I'm going to buy it, Brad. Yeah. I'm just in, I want to see it myself now.
1: Now artists are going to love it, right? Artists are definitely going to love it. Like platinum carbon black is the go-to pigmented black ink, and I don't know that it's going to take a take away like some of the market from their own product because it's it's expensive right it's it's twice the price of platinum carbon black and platinum carbon black is just a workhorse ink workhorse black ink Yep, it's a pretty different color (laughs) than platinum carbon black Mm -hmm. and platinum carbon black has always been considered one of the the blackest inks on the page so we'll see it's it's interesting it's um i'm just wondering if they're gonna have a blue now like the bluest blue right mm-hmm. there's some like cobalt cobalt blue stuff you can you can make that is like an ex- insanely rich blues with some permanent so I don't know I don't know to be interesting so.
0: although now've looked at it's fifty pounds I don't think yeah I yeah, want yeah. It that much I don't think I, I told totally, it fifty yeah. pounds that's a, yeah I don't think I'm gonna get that kind of use out of it that's really expensive
1: so real quick on the pricing it is but based on the level of nerdery that you're at with yeah, this stuff, yeah, the fountain yeah. pen stuff, a dollar per milliliter. We pay $20 for 20 and 25 milliliter bottles all the time. This just happens to it's be just, a large capacity. I would say this is maybe a little
0: bit more ink than most people need for this. Yeah, like It's 60 milliliters. There will be a lot of people that want to do what I'm doing, which is like, I just want to try it. Yeah.
1: One of the biggest benefits of platinum carbon black is that it is available in cartridges. So a lot of artists use that for brush pens. And uh, like desk pens and art pens, so the cartridge availability, we'll see. They would have to charge a fortune. This would be for a good not cartridge, very much ink. Though it like, would. This would, I be just good for cartridges. I think the cost might actually just that might actually really blow our minds mm. because cartridges are always more expensive. But it's and, less um, cleaning
0: though. It, it, cartridges yeah. are just
1: easier, especially f- like especially for artists, right? Yeah. The platinum carbon black uh, cartridges for artists are just like a core component. You just throw them in your bag. You know, when your brush runs out of ink, you just pop in a new cartridge. You know, it's, it's just super, super convenient. So I don't know what the, I mean, I don't know what these would cost. It'd be like $15 for six cartridges, which would be outrageous, but I, Hmm. it it could be useful for some people. So,
0: and this is not the way I thought this was going to go. I'll tell you that.
1: I I agree. Like I had my hopes up, right? I just didn't think, I thought it was just going to end up like, being bad inside the pen and having a fight to clean it out. But it was, I I took literally no more effort than if I was just cleaning out pilot blue out of any pen. It was simple. So good stuff. I hope to, uh, to see more from Chokuro and I am going to uh, continue to use it. So we'll see how it goes. We'll report back later.
0: This episode is brought to you by our friends over at Penn Chalet. Penn Chalet have your favorite brands and all of the products that you are going to want. They're an authorized dealer. They believe in very fast and reliable customer service. They're adding new styles of products each and every month, and they run special discounts all the time. But I want to tell you right now, about Pen Chalet's Fountain Pen Day giveaway and sale options. You go to penchalet.com right now and you're going to find loads of stuff to celebrate Fountain Pen Day. They have a sale that's going to run all of this weekend, so the weekend, uh, the first weekend in November, and all orders will get chances to win from a wide array of giveaway items. So if you make an order at Pen Chalet, you have a chance to win from a huge selection Uh, And as always, you'll find lots, capital L, capital O, capital T, capital S, lots of great deals over at Penn Chalet. They also have, as well as fountain pens and ballpoints and mechanical pencils, they have all of the accessories you're going to need. So even if you don't need a new pen, but maybe you need some new ink, maybe you need a new pen holder, you can find all of this over at Pencholet. They have low prices on high quality pens and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. They sell internationally with great shipping rates and you can get free shipping on orders of over $75 in the US. So... Go to penchalet.com, P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com and check out the Fountain Pen Day giveaway and sale as well as clicking the podcast link at the top of the website using the password penaddict and you'll be able to get your hands on a code that you need you can use to save 10% on anything at any time over at Pen Chalet and also the use the password penaddict and you will see a large selection of offers for listeners of this show. I love
1: it when new random things pop into the list. The first item is the Platinum uh, Macchier Fountain Pen. So this is their steel nib uh, artwork series that I reviewed the Mount Fuji model several years ago. Mm. And I wasn't sure, like, ah, is this going to be worth it? And, you know, am I going to enjoy it? And it turns out I really liked it. So this is something fun to look at, um, you know, if you're interested, if you like platinum nibs, platinum steel nibs. And have a little bit of extra artwork on the barrel. And then I think Ron might have been listening to us. They also have the platinum brush pen, the Mackie fountain pen, uh Mountain uh Mach-A-A brush pen barrel, which again Easy like takes the platinum side. carbon. I know platinum carbon black cartridges. I might have to get one of these. I've always been oh, wanting sick. one of these. Um, they're a really good price, and it's it's essentially a refillable brush pen, literally what I was just talking about a minute ago. Huh. Uh, uh-huh. except a more a fancier model like you can yeah. obviously get like cheaper models but this is like ooh fancy model and i really really like that and also the platinum procyon is in here uh, for uh, a really great price and I always love those uh, along with wow just a random uh, older i'm, I'm gonna this will be a secret you'll have to go see which platinum 3776 is in here because um, i think this is an older limited edition one that I wonder if they just uh, came across some inventory from and, and put this on the list. Um, aside from this, I just recently used my uh, our discount code here to place an order. I got some Dominant Industry Inks. I bought an Opus 88. So uh, maybe we'll talk about that. By the next time uh, our Pen Chalet sponsorship rolls around, I'll have you had time to use some of this. I just unboxed it yesterday on stream, so you can go check out my Twitch stream where I had a Pen Chalet unboxing. of some fun stuff that I Very
0: ordered. Cool. So. So, as always, penchalet.com, P E N C H A L E T.com. Our thanks to penchalet for the support of this show and Relay FM.
1: Our shout out of the week, since we're talking about inks, shout let's go out check week. out Ink Explorations. I may have uh, given them a shout out before, but that's okay. I'll, I'll give multiple shout outs to multiple people because what they do over at Ink Explorations is review an ink. But in several different formats, there's lots of traditional writing and looking at the colors and swatching. And then there there'll be a post on like the artwork and how the different inks uh, handle like during like, um, you know, watercolor washes and things like that. So there's a lot of different options for like take a single ink. And then they'll they'll kind of review it in several different ways and formats, which is something I like. That's something I don't do, and something I don't see very much. So I always, you know, anytime there's an ink review, there's always like three different posts about the ink in different ways that they're um, that they're going through the process, showing you the colors, how different colors work with different you know applications, whether it's just writing or you know with watercolors and washes and things like that. So mm-hmm. go check out Ink Explorations if you have not already.
0: I have an anecdote for you, Brad. Okay. So a couple of days ago I was uh, on Instagram and uh I got an ad for a notebook of some kind and um or it may have been, yeah, I got an I got an ad for this like notebook series. I think it was like a, a British guy, you know, he i d I'm not gonna give too many details about it. Uh, he <laughs> he created a little notebook brand of his own. Um mm-hmm. and I'm gonna
1: cre- go with not you, correct. We're not, not me we're not getting okay. Not me. <laughs> This is like
0: not like one of these things. Where it's like a friend of mine. Okay, uh, this is I'm on Instagram and I got an ad. And it okay. was like a British guy, Rain. and he did, he created this notebook brand. Yeah, you know, he I think used to be an academic and mm-hmm. made these notebooks, which were effectively just like blank notebooks, but they have really cool looking covers, mm-hmm. and. It was one of those Instagram ads that I feel like I should probably make one of these one day. Of like, look at me and how I started my business. You know what I'm talking about, like that kind of right. stuff. Right, like telling the story of the business, which I think, do think are interesting. I'm not making fun, but like, it's sure, just yeah, that the, kind the of style.
1: inspiration story, the inspiration
0: yeah. story. It's like this is how I did it, right? Mm-hmm. And to kind of like tell the story of my company. And so I was like, oh, this is interesting, right? Like this is not too dissimilar from my life at the moment. So let me go and look on the page. And, and I went onto the page and one of the videos that was there was like a, a reel from an influencer or something, like a product review thing or whatever. Okay. And just one of the things this person said just really stuck in my brain. So they were like looking at the notebook and they were saying about how high quality it was. The paper is so thick you could even use a fountain pen. Mm-hmm. And that really stuck in my head mm-hmm. because it kind of made me feel a little bit like, why do I bother doing the work that I do? <laughs> <laughs> like, why do I bother when, like, that's the way that most people will always think of it? Like, the the quality of using a fountain pen is that the paper is thick, mm-hmm. right? The and end. The, and yes, and that like so if the paper's thick a fountain pen must be usable. And the idea that like even a fountain pen, like this 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 incredibly weird product you might want to use if you're a weirdo, a fountain pen, you know, like <laughs> It was just a completely innocuous statement, which makes yep. perfect sense for somebody to say. But it really stuck in my brain of like, I, I, I try so hard to get paper yep. that works with fountain pens and all other types <laughs> of pens. And also just I care about fountain pens to the level that I do and to think about them as much as I do and talk about them as much as I do and have done for the last 10 years. But for most people, it's like this weird esoteric thing. That a strange person would use and you need like right, and and if the paper's really thick, maybe it will work. That's right, what I right. you today.
1: No, that's good stuff. It's something I think about all the time. Like we're really in like that ten percentile yep. of the market that has yep. any awareness of what all this stuff is. Yours is a little bit broader. There's a little bit of crossover like in the tech stuff. Um, just the way people like use like desk products and setups, yeah. you know, that 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 range gets a little bit wider, but I would say that's the common sentiment Mm -hmm. for the rest of the world outside of this podcast, like even fountain pens. So next time you do, if you do one of these reviews or do something on Instagram, you should, when you do, um, you know, you're going through your notebook (laughs) specs, you should go no, you should go even pencils work on, <laughs> <laughs> on the theme system even, notebook. <laughs> e- even a roll a Bic would work on this.
0: <laughs>
1: so yeah, so yeah, that's your task. But no, it's uh, like we could literally have again, this is one of those topics we could have an entire podcast yep. on because it it's just true like and that's it's totally fine. We just see that a lot. Yep. Right? That's like that's like the normal outside world outside of outside of these walls here. Um it's like Thick paper means fountain pens work, and it's like—I
0: <laughs> mean, like you know—I I, I, like, I, I, I understand you the, do the same. There. But I use like coded language when I talk about it in the products. I just mm-hmm. talk about the paper being high quality and just assume yeah. that people will understand because I don't yeah. feel the need uh, or the desire uh, to like bog you down in the idea that like fountain pens work, right? Like, right, right. And it's also kind of one of those things where like I feel like I've been doing this all of this for long enough now that you can't even make mm-hmm. that statement. No. And like the the that common paper is like something that does not exist because there's too many variables. Yeah. And
1: the the common sentiment is even more general than that is that that thicker is better for or more pens, like mm-hmm. wider pens, right? That's like thicker paper is better when that's just factually
0: not the case. So. Mm-hmm. No, it's not at all like because it's what are you tuning for, right? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yep. Like, if, if bleed-through is your number one thing, then yes, but that doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that it's going to feel nice. Look at Tomoe yeah. River, right? Right.
1: If they only knew, Mike. If they only knew, Mike. We, we, need, to ass- knew, we need to Brad, assimilate more people. We've only been doing this for a decade. Why haven't they learned Maybe
0: yet? I should just get in the comments of all these posts. <laughs> Do you reckon that will be helpful?
1: <laughs> actually. You could be actually, guy. I, yeah. <laughs> that feels like a good idea. I should try that. <laughs> that feels like a great use of your time, Well, actually...
0: <laughs> Someone should come up with a name for people like that, you know? Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, I'm going to save us here, and we're going to actually go fill out an ink survey, Mike. Well, so, um, a friend, friend Wait, of the community. Wait, is this comu- for fountain pens? <laughs> 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 this is fountain pen. Inks, no way. Mike. No way. Um, yeah, friend of the community, Dr. Uh, Nicole Sharp, is starting a survey. They are uh, they study the physics of fluids, and this is so, super interesting. And they've put out a survey, and I've linked it in the show notes. I put it up on the blog. They've taken uh, like 10 very specific inks to want to know if you have tried these inks and have experience with these inks. And if you have experience with these inks, can you determine what you think about the dryness of the ink on the page or the wetness of the ink on the page? So it's very, very specific. Go take a peek at it. (laughs) So I'm, I'm wondering if there's going to be some like groups or like, if this is like a part one, like, are we going to see, like I would like to see some more basics. Right. But, um, like this is even specific for me. I think I've used like three of the, the 10 inks. Um, on there and could answer otherwise i just answered like not familiar or whatever but still go take a look the idea is interesting and i want to see this progress so if you can go take a look at this fill out what you can and um and and we'll go from there like i think this is just the starting point and we'll see um what they come up with in the results of this survey if there's going to be additional parts and pieces and uh, how it's all going to work but i just wanted to spread awareness of this and uh, it would be very helpful um to uh go fill this out um speaking of helpful mike mm. i'm going to be manning the counters at atlas stationers This Friday for Fountain Pen Day, Mike, I will be in store in Chicago at Atlas Stationers with Carrie Yeager Fountain Pen Day and Kenro Industries and the team at Atlas Stationers. I tend to, um, I do tend to like wander behind the counters and help people out. That's just where I'm most comfortable when I do these in store events. But all day this Friday for Fountain Pen Day, I will be at Atlas Stationers. We've mentioned this before. Um, Yeah, I will say from personal
0: experience. I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump on that for a second. Whenever mm -hmm. I've done meetups and stuff. Uh-huh. I always prefer the pen ones because there's usually a desk or a table that I can stand behind. Because yeah. when, when you're chatting to a bunch of people, it really helps to have like, there is a physical thing where I'm on this side and you're on the other side and we're talking mm-hmm. and I could be talking mm-hmm. to six people rather mm-hmm. than like, and they're all in front of me. Rather then what can happen sometimes is people start to like curve around you and then you're not sure where to look, right? <laughs> but like when you've got the desk or the table, everyone's there like you can all look at each other there's like a defined distance we're all standing and we can talk to everybody and like it's all going to be a good time like i've always liked that about the pen shows that there was yeah. this like defined like process of where we are all going to be standing and talking
1: yeah cuz there's a much more physical show and tell aspect of yes. these events right like hey i like me personally i put together a specific show and tell kit to bring right i brought some pens that I would normally bring to a pen show where I'm meeting people for the first time. And they've heard me talk about the sailor King of pen and you know why they shouldn't buy it and a Nakaya and why I think it's so special or my pilot Murex, which I never shut up about, right? I bring these things to do like a show and tell. And you know, I I want people to be able to try some of these things, even though we're in a, in a big pen store with lots of, lots of inventory and all kinds of pens, you can still give, like these experiences to to people who are just getting into things for the first time, or maybe have heard about something and never seen it before, or got to hold hold it before, or use it before. It's just such an enjoyable time to spend with other people in the community, and I'm getting to do it on one of the biggest fountain pen days of the year in a store I haven't been to. So like, this is a very new experience for me, and I'm I'm actually very very excited about this. I mean, not that I wouldn't be, but like, I am stoked about what. It's going to take place on friday and like i literally know nothing that's going to take place on friday other than i'm going to be there in store all day hanging out with carrie with brendan the whole team at atlas stationers i know um we're going to try to do a little live podcast they'll stream to yeah. like youtube or instagram or something we'll see how that goes but that's like the there's like no official things so it will just be a big hangout um a big fun experience and a new experience for me so i am i can't wait uh, i i i'm really really excited so is i this fly out tomorrow
0: main, main thing in chicago so is like this is what you're going for
1: yeah so Thank i'll you. get in i'll get in thursday afternoon spend all day friday at the shop and then leave saturday morning so like i'm just Sweet. in and out so should be good i'm Look- i'm more than ready
0: I look forward to seeing the pictures and feeling yep, the farmer. Yep.
1: There'll be a lot. Definitely uh, follow me on Instagram. We'll, we'll have a, nah. all the show notes. And, nah. Um, there'll be plenty of, I'm not of, gonna of shenanigans. You. <laughs> there'll all be plenty of shenanigans. Like That's where all the shenanigans head. will go.
0: They're happening right now too. I think
1: <laughs> they, uh, Brendan is, is like the social media master. Um, mm. At Atlas Stationer, so he's always tagging me and stuff. It makes it makes my life easy because I can just go add to story.
0: Yes, yep, love it. I love it. When <laughs> love, it. love it. When
1: <laughs> so yeah, I uh, can't wait, and uh, I can't wait to tell you about it next week when I get back.
0: This episode is brought to you by Retro Fifty One. With the holidays on the way, Retro Fifty One has a pen designed for everybody, from the classic liqueur line to vintage metal Smiths and the Animal Rescue series. I want to underscore this point: Retro Fifty One is like the perfect gift. Mm -hmm. For someone who is like pen curious or somebody who loves their pens and everything in between, right? Like if you have somebody in your life that that you think, oh, they might enjoy a pen, right? Like, oh, I'm going to get them a nice pen. They're going to have a great time with this. Like without a shadow of a doubt, they're going to love it. It's awesome. They have so many great designs. Best refill in the biz. Love it. Pen Chalet also have amazing license designs, including favorites from the United States Post Office, the Smithsonian, the Metropolitan Museum of Art, and Pan Am. You can say thank you with the USPS thank you pens, or show them you love them with the USPS love pens, or maybe give the gift of art with pens from the Metropolitan Museum of Art or Smithsonian, or why not inspire a trip around the world with Pan Am's retro clipper. Retro 51 make great gifts for every occasion and every personality. Like, I think it would be too hard to find all of them. You know what I mean? Like, Mm. you could just never do it. I have a huge collection. And there's just like, there's so many, there are so many great limited edition designs, standard designs, They're one of the best around. Head to your favorite retro dealer or you can shop directly on retro51.com where they also have a merch page where you can get t-shirts, socks, notebooks and also e-gift cards too. So maybe you feel like, you know, it's Christmas Eve and uh, you forgot to get (laughs) that gift for Uncle Bob. Buy me an e gift card for Retro51. If you order $50 or more on Retro51.com and enter the code PA Jolly, that's all one word, PA Jolly, you will get a special gift with your shipment. Information will be in the show notes. Plus, orders over $75 receive free shipping on Retro51.com. Offer ends December 31st. As Retro51 like to say, life is too short to carry an ugly pen. Thank you so much to Retro51 for the support of this show and relay FM.
1: So, a couple of things before we get into some shenanigans. I don't have a Retro 51 packed for my trip. So, I think I should correct that. I'm staring at the pink robots. Maybe that needs to yep. make the classic, trip with me. Classic. Um, I also just bought the Owl Rescue, which is one of the cooler ones that they've uh, released here uh, this year in the past few months. I'm going to do a giveaway for that one on the blog. I bought that purposefully nice. to give away. Again, you know, like you say, you buy it for gifts because it's just so easy. And third, I might need to pick up the Pan Am Clipper because I bought the poster, and I just haven't picked up the plane model yet. So if mm. I see that at Atlas, that might be coming home with me. So yeah, all in on the Retro 51s. What? I'm not sure they're as dangerous, Mike, as a throne Lamy AL star. Uh, Do you recall last week's... No, no, this is last week's Ask T.P.A., mm-hmm where we needed proof, Mike, of the stabbing of yep. the bicep. And I went in on Josh saying, "Okay, okay, settle down here. This mm-hmm. was uh, there there's no way. Like this is this is a tall tale. This there was probably something that took place." Mike, let's just say I got follow-up and there was an image attached. Okay. <laughs> we're not going sh- to be sharing the image, I don't but I did get to it. see the image. No, 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 we're not going to show the image. Um but I, I will refer to it. So, I want to uh, read the email in its entirety. Oh. Uh, it's not very long, uh, from Josh after <laughs> after my diatribe uh, calling him out last uh, last week. You threw um, down
0: the gauntlet. I think I did. I
1: did. And you know what? Josh came correct. So here we go. Howdy, Brad. I should clarify a few things. <laughs> <laughs> so now at this point, this is me. The total digression. At this point, you're gonna think. Uh, okay, you know, I oversold it, you know, maybe it wasn't that bad. Mike, let me tell you, he undersold it. <laughs> so okay, here we go. Here we go. The pin was thrown from about 10 feet across the room, and I would estimate the velocity was two to three meters a second with near a nearly perpendicular impact. Listening back to my words, it would have been more pro- appropriate to say pierced the skin of my arm than punctured my bicep. The pen didn't stick in my arm or anything like that. The tipping briefly broke the skin, and then the pen Jeez. fell to the table. You are right that it was a mild injury. It was alarming more because of shock than pain. No one likes the thought of airborne pens, much less airborne pens with exposed nibs that can poke people this or force. This
0: person is a maniac who threw yeah. that pen. <laughs> They're a maniac. <laughs>
1: it wasn't my intention to be dishonest, but in hindsight, my effort to convey my distress within the character limit exaggerated the physical injury. <laughs> I don't think so. I think you actually undersold it last yes. week, Josh. This is more and inf- more it was proper like a information. Yeah, this is you got javelined, <laughs> basically. Oh, so wow. sorry about that. It says the pen was uninked and it really did draw a small amount of blood. There is a small white mark on my arm one month later. Hopefully the picture clears it up. Where well, I'm not going to share the picture, there is literally like, like a like a grown over like if you had a scab and it like grows over like the new healthy skin, there Jeez. is a little dot there where he got stabbed. So Josh, I I apologize. Uh, for questioning you last week, and I think you actually undersold it. Yeah. I think this is more. This is more like, oh my gosh, you were around a lunatic. Yes, <laughs> and you paid the price. Why would, so,
0: why would anybody <laughs> throw a pen that way? Why would you throw anything that way? You know, yeah. underarm—it's so, yeah. the way to yeah. go. Yep. Jeez, it's like playing Very dance aggressive. or something. So uh,
1: that was—I had that in my inbox. I think. The night of the podcast it was (laughs) it was immediate follow-up to that so i've been sitting on that
0: i appreciate it they were ready
1: all right speaking of follow-up we have more email we have horror stories mike so um do you want to lead us into this
0: yeah so we've done this a number of times over the years where we ask listeners around the spooky season to write in and give us their horror stories terrible things that have happened to them in the pursuit of using their stationary products now, there is a list of these uh, on the wiki. Now, me and Brad were talking about this on the show. I'm not sure if, and we are not sure if this is the full list. We can't remember if we've done anything one of these episodes where we focus on these stories since episode 381. We both believe we have, but I don't know that to be true. But this list was has been kept up to date uh, for at least a period of time of all of the horror stories that we have written in, plus the five entries that we have deemed Hall of Fame worthy. So there is like, we get them, and then if they're bad enough, we'll put them in the Hall of Fame. And I would like to uh, give the brief summary of each of the five... <laughs> Uh, Hall of Fame entries as okay. written by the authors of the stationery wiki. Okay. So, the Hall of Fame entries are, number one, Bluefoot. Uh, <laughs> David was inducted in no, in November 2018. I'm not going to bother with the dates because they're all like 2018, 2019. Mm. David's, with David's first pen and ink purchase, uh, they accidentally spilled the bottle onto their mother's carpet and stained their foot blue. Mm. Violet Palm Emil, while packing for a hiking trip, decided to harvest pilot platinum violet ink from unused cartridges with a syringe. <laughs> After taking a break, they reached over their workspace and accidentally stabbed the needle into oh, their palm. The syringe was empty, this. with the ink injected into their hand. That is, mm-hmm. that might be the. I would be surprised actually if there is a worse one than that. As I go, through, yeah. because I remember this now. That is just now upset i remember that one and yeah Yeah. that one was crazy. it makes me actually feel good
1: (laughs) so i'm I'm in i I will probably remember a lot of these when you say them and i want to say this one there is one that that i will say that i do recall specifically that i thought was horrible we'll see if it we actually deemed it a hall of fame because there there is there's different rulings
0: on these things so let me see i'll you i'll tell you if it is signatory from anthony while walking a client through a plea in court, Anthony left to retrieve a file before continuing. Upon returning and giving documents to the judge, Anthony discovered his client had graffitied the documents of expressions of friendship and a heart using Anthony's vanishing point. After a stern dressing down by the judge, the client was allowed to refile the proper paperwork without repercussion. What (laughs) the hell? I I forgot about that. All yeah, that's Anthony from uh,
1: Everyday Commentary. He's great. That's amazing. He he always sends me like legal stationary stuff. It's good stuff.
0: Hulk hands from Roland. Before a church event, he helped organize. Roland opened delivery of ink only to find the cap had cracked in transit. The resulting cleanup still stained the tile grout. His kitchen cabinets, part of his suit, and his hands a bright green color. He attended the church event late with Hulk green hands. (laughs) Nice. And then the final one is the Emerald Curse from Evan who wanted to surprise their wife at Twisby Go filled with emerald of Shavor ink. Mm. Evan accidentally spilled the ink in the kitchen. Despite best efforts to clean the ink, their daughter still later came out of the kitchen with green ink spots and has continued to find fresh ink <laughs> in the kitchen since that initial spill. The source of the ink has not been discovered. There is an emerald curse upon my kitchen evermore.
1: That's the amazing. Five. I remember that one. That one tracked that was so the, one- the one. No, 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 no. So yeah. the one I recall that was... It was very horrible and I'm wondering if we didn't do it because it was very like a self-inflicted like on an accident. Someone left their case on top of the car and had like canalea and some like some other stuff on the car and like drove off. I'll I'll have to go back and find that one. Um, Yes. I remember that one specifically, but but I can't remember the
0: mind me. Did they recover those pens? Seems like they might. Somehow there was some I recovery. have a memory of this. And if they mm-hmm. did, that was why we didn't put it in the Hall of Fame. Because it was Could like be. a temporary bad thing that happened. <laughs> right? Where like, I think we were we were starting to get a lot more strict about what would go in the Hall of Fame and what wouldn't. And mm-hmm. I think the, the the ruling that we made on that, if I'm remembering it correctly too, was that they weren't lost. So it was just temporary. Right. Yeah. Crazy. Oof, but yeah it was
1: that that one that one sticks with me that one sticks with me all right we have two to go through today uh Mike and I have not read these I've copied um, copied them into my my text app so I can read them easily and uh, we'll we'll see how this goes so this first one is from Alex it says hi Brad hi Mike here's my fountain pen horror story and a bonus bit of follow-up about traveling ink at the end so I haven't read this so I don't know the the organization here so here we go. The San Francisco pen show snuck up on me this year. I live in the Bay Area, so it's usually a given that I'll go, but this September was unusually busy for me, so I didn't get a chance to plan out what I wanted for the show or set a budget. On the very first day of the show, I spot the most beautiful vintage vanishing point at Peyton Street Pens. I've always preferred my fountain pens small and black, and because my everyday writing is so bursty, my everyday carry has always been a vanishing point because of the convenient click mechanism. One of my big pen regrets has always been not buying the 2020 link black limited edition i think that was a vanishing point um edition but now on the table was a completely black faceted vintage vanishing point that i liked even more than the black links once i picked it up and discovered that it was even lighter than the modern decimos i knew i had to have it and this was still the first day of the show so if i got up early the next day i could put my name down on the list to get mike masayama to put a grind on it best pen show ever I love my new setup. I got to try out tons of new paper at the pen show, and I started carrying my new pen around in a single pen sleeve to jot down quick thoughts whenever they came up. pen was freshly full of black ink, the new platinum Chokuro. There you go. To match my all-black setup. Oh, man, is this going to be a Chokuro horror story? I don't know. But it just wasn't meant to be. Just two days after the end of the pen show, I got my new pen out, admire the faceted body, and click it to write. Unfortunately, I then discovered possibly one of the reasons the new vanishing points are created heavier. The force of the click mechanism causes the pin to fly out of my two-light grip <laughs> into the air and embed itself nib down into the wood floor. So oh, they had it in their hand.
0: Oh, they, no. they basically
1: engaged it in their hand and shot it right into the floor.
0: <laughs> basically. <laughs>
1: Is the way I read this? I stared in horror, not, and it wasn't a regular nib. There was a Masayama grind on this,
0: right? Oh. So I stared in
1: horror at the pen, completely upright in the floor. Maybe if I pulled it out carefully, it would be okay. No such luck. My new, oh god, it's a needle point. My new Masayama needle point was completely destroyed. Jeez. It didn't. It didn't look too bad at first. The tines were still both facing the right direction. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: That's but the I guess... That's how you
1: know your pen's in good shape. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) but I guess the tip took the entirety of the damage because the writing was scratchy and the ink wouldn't flow. On the verge of tears, I took the nib unit out and carefully stored it away. Maybe I could get Mike to look at it at the next pin show. I guess I was lucky to some extent. The nib unit took the entirety of the damage, leaving the pristine black body of the pen unscathed. I had swapped out the original gold nib unit from 1994 with a modern and more replaceable black Vanishing Point nib and I never had to experience any maintenance issues or buy distilled water to clean out the Chocoro ink, but I really can't carry the pen anymore without worrying about it flying out of my hands. Oof. Ugh, Oof. That's crazy. That so, sucks. That so sucks. I So I own this pen. It's a really special pen, right? It's a very unique vanishing point in that it's a plastic barrel, right? Is This is right. in the mid-'90s. They made these faceted... I um, have one of these too. Jeff gave yeah. me one. Yeah, so I'm gonna put a link in the Mine's show notes. We can green. put a link uh we can put in the link uh the show notes. Uh this is a picture of Alex's Vanishing Point. I don't think it has the nib damage in it. But just I think this actually does have the black nib in it. So Yeah, yeah this looks I, like the uh, black nib. This is a good yeah. looking one, right? And it's it's one, got one the of the Miki great on pens. it too, which is even yeah. cooler. It's one of my all-time favorites. It's in my top one hundred. Um I also have a nib grind on the like the original nib that came with it. I got like a Curse of italic grind on it. Um, I have not shot it through my hands yet. I I get what they're saying because it's kind of feather light, right? And you can like push it and like just not have a grip on it. So the the needle point I'm sure exacerbated the damage because that is a very fragile grind to begin with you say with. that
0: you say that but there is i see a potential world in which a different grind that the nib section could have gotten a could have taken more damage
1: yeah it, i don't know like if i if my curse of italic went down it probably would have just bounced off the floor off possibly the floor. yeah but
0: that might be worse for the overall nib section right that could, have, could be because
1: you're, you're saying it could, it's so pointy it just went straight it in. absorbed
0: the blow mm-hmm you know, rather than if it like bounced, it might like sh- shake around in there or something. I don't know. We'll yeah. have to get some kind of engineer to tell us if what's what's mm-hmm. correct there or not. But yeah, like I have damaged a Masayama needle point not from dropping,
1: but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, they're very fragile. So good stuff. Good. This stuff is very bad.
0: <laughs> I d- I don't think it's Hall of Fame. Correct. Uh, I, I agree. But this is very bad. Uh, this is this I makes like. Uh, do you say it was Alex? Was like, their name? Yeah, Alex. I feel bad for Alex.
1: Yeah. So this gives me chills, right? Like thinking yep. about it. But yep. uh, yeah, not not Hall of Fame. All right. Next one from my good friend. <laughs> so my good friend Toasty Treat sent me this months ago. Just knowing, she's like, Brad, I've got a horror story. I'm going to send it to you. I, and you know, do whatever you want with it. You, right. know, you can read it. I said, you know what? I'm just going to file this away. I'm not going to read it. And when we do horror stories in... Uh, You know, around Halloween, I will break this out. So, I have had this mail for months and I have not read it. So, here we go. Hi, Brad. Here's my fountain pen horror story. I hope you enjoy. Last weekend, I was on my way to the Chicago Pen Show when I decided to do a little journaling on the plane. I've used fountain pens on planes before without issue, so I didn't think anything would go
0: awry. But I want to stop you right here. (laughs) This has potential. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know this story. (laughs) <laughs> right uh, I, I, I just I like the and start i'm trying not to hype it up but i'm hyping it up <laughs> right, this right. has potential right like uh, yeah i'm journaling on a plane like yeah. uh, where i'm i'm strapped in right now yeah yeah um
1: and and given my my friendship with toasty treat they would not submit a horror story that wasn't like legit I, i'm i'm, I I'm a pretty
0: excited right now yeah. i hope this doesn't let us down
1: Alright, as soon as we reached 10,000 feet, I opened my Hobonichi Cousin on the tray table. I chose my Pilot Custom 823 because it contained ink that would match my pre-decorated journal spread. Pilot Roshizuku Kanpeki, that rich blue most of us are familiar with. Though I had a complex love-hate relationship with this pen since obtaining it, I remained determined to give it the chance it deserved. Also, a really great pen choice for a flight, right? Because it's a vac- uh, it has a vacuum seal, so... Fate, however, had other plans. As I attempted to write, the pen refused to cooperate. Thoughtlessly, I gave the back of the pen a couple of turns. Immediately, the ink spurted out of the nib, only it didn't grace the page. Instead, several fat drops of Kanpeki dripped onto the light tan interior of my limited edition Hobonichi cover, a sold-out Japan exclusive gifted Mm. to me by a dear friend. With the plane still climbing to its cruising altitude... The fastened seatbelt sign rela- remained illuminated. I couldn't run to the bathroom. I was trapped, unable to call for help from the flight attendants who were themselves still secured in their seats. No help was coming. In a panic, I resorted to using the bottom of my t-shirt, attempting to absorb the ink. The result, a spreading stain on the cover, my shirt stained blue, and my hands covered in ink. Oh, and a blue stomach to match. I forced myself to take a calming breath and think, what did I have in my bag? What could help me in this situation? Then I remembered the microfiber cloth I carry for cleaning my glasses. Retrieving it from my bag, I used my water bottle to dampen the cloth and dab at the ink. At first, I feared I was just making things worse, the water spreading the stain, but to my amazement, the stain began to lighten. I persisted, continuing my frantic cleaning ritual for the next 30 minutes until the cover was as clean as I could get it. Though my hands, shirt, stomach and somehow even my thighs bore the evidence of my inky ordeal my precious cover had been miraculously saved as far as the pen it is destined for a new home and what of my seat neighbor you may wonder they bore witness to the entire spectacle without uttering a single
0: word oh that's that's rough that part of the end this is bad i was hoping for more i think Uh, (laughs) but that part of the end makes it oh i would be die i would be dying Right, like if I was having to deal with this next to, next to a stranger, mm-hmm. I, I, I think I might just get a parachute and go for it. Like, <laughs> I'm off, man. You ain't gonna see me anymore. So I'm like living vicariously yeah.
1: through Toasty Treat, yeah, knowing that I would not have ever stopped doing exactly what they were doing to try to correct. This situation yeah. Yeah. to get the ink up, like you're you're contained, you're fixed in place. Yep. you can't go anywhere. You've made a mess. Every move you make is making it worse, and you finally figure out a way to make it better. But you can always see it. There's always something there, and it would absolutely drive me bonkers to yep. continue to do this. Uh, it's pretty rough. not a hall of famer, not a hall of famer. I don't bad. think this is. Bad. But I am. I am more anxious now <laughs> yep.
0: than I was before starting to read. This, this is one of those skin crawlers to me, I think. Yes. You know, like imagining being in that situation. You know, like what do you do? Like do you do you try yeah. and make jokes? Do you just pretend that it's not that there isn't anybody there? Like you just try and like yep. oh God.
1: And wow. while someone's like, yeah, someone's sitting there witnessing the whole thing. And guess and what? I'm flying tomorrow. This is going to go and well for me. they're just side-eyeing <laughs> you, you know, like the whole time. Like, what are you doing? Like, please stop. I don't want this on me, you know? Oh, my gosh. So I yes, will tell I, you, Brad,
0: I, I, by the way, what would have mm-hmm. tipped this over is if at the end of that story said mm-hmm. one of my, like, seatmate, they were also uh-huh. covered in ink. That would have yeah. done it, right? Like, that yeah. would have been for it sure, for For sure, for sure. Like I'm so glad close. their
1: seatmate was not covered Me in English, too. Just to be clear. <laughs> but for the story, that would have yes, that yes, would have been yes. the clincher. <laughs> for sure, for sure. So that was good stuff. That was uh that was our horror stories. Um they don't were use very, very and good. Don't pens on
0: a plane. Like I don't know. No, I, I think you no, know, go for I'm it. I'm steadfast go for in this. It. No, I think we've just proven why yeah. not. Don't you use mountain pen on a plane.
1: You know what? You need you need a vanishing point with Chokuro in it and, and you know, you need to like Bay Click it blue. and then shoot it shoot it into your seatmate's
0: thigh yeah. while while you're in there. That Is would the be the ultimate go. horror story. It's the only way to go. Uh. <laughs> if you would like to send in your questions, your follow-up for this episode, you can always go to com and you can send them in there and we can take a look at them for a future episode. If you want to find Brad online but in between now and next week's episode, let me tell you of a few ways in which you can do it. You can go to com. Where you'll find Brad's writing, you can find Brad streaming three times a week over at Twitch.tv/penaddict. You'll find him there. You can find him as Penaddict on social media, including Instagram and maybe Threads. I don't know, but and Mastodon. Mm. Uh, Brad also has products over at SpokeDesign.com. I am I I'm Mike. I am Y K E. You can find me here on Relay FM along with this podcast and many others, and you can find my products over at cortexbrand.com. Thank you so much to Retro 51 and Pet Chalet for their support of this show. We'll be back next week. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.